This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. Get a financial fresh start by calling 1-800-661-3030 for a free consultation and to find an office near you. We're going to talk about debt settlement, Blair, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to be honest, I don't have a clue what debt settlement, I mean, I know what the words mean, mm-hmm. but what does it mean in your world and in my world if I'm in debt? Well, Elaine, debt settlement, um, the concept is good in, in, in theory. You know, the concept is that you've got a bunch of debt and you're going to get it settled for something less than the fair, you know, the fair market value of the debt, the full amount that you owe. So in theory, you would work with a debt settlement agency. They would step in the middle, try to negotiate with your creditors. And usually the way they advertise is with some very, you know, bold claims saying, well, we can reduce your debt down to, you know, 10 or 20 percent of the balance. We can save your credit rating. You know, we'll do everything over. Over the phone, a lot of the times it's something that sounds too good to be true, and quite often it actually is too good to be true. Yeah, because everything that you just said sounds very positive. Like I want to talk to mm-hmm. those people. What's the what's the the downside or what's the negative side of dealing with a, a debt settlement agency? Yeah, the, the, the biggest downside, Elaine, is that you pay fees, and that that's a given. You're going to pay fees for someone to help you, and it almost never works. It almost never solves the problem. Okay, now why is that? What, well, what do they do that? Yeah. What do they do? So or let, don't do. Well, let's let's talk exactly about that. So what happens when you sit down with someone who's running a debt settlement agency is first off, you generally don't sit down with them. You meet them over the phone or online. A lot of these companies are U.S. based, and their business model has been outlawed in the U.S. So they've set their sights on Canada for the last five years or so. So when you start to meet with them, they say to you, "Stop paying your creditors." Okay, Mastercard, Visa, whoever else it is, stop making payments to them and instead take the money that you were going to pay to them and pay it to us partly in fees, but also start to put this set-aside fund, put aside some savings, because what we're going to do, client, is you're going to save money for a year or two, and then after you haven't paid your debts for a year or two, we're going to take that savings and offer it to the people you owe money to, and we bet that they're going to take that offer. Now, I'm no rocket scientist when it comes to financial stuff, but that sounds crazy (laughs) not to pay the -hmm. credit card companies unless, unless you have some sort of agreement because mm-hmm. they're 19 percent whether yeah. you're living or dying right oh, at, or, at, or dead yeah yeah even then it can be tough so yeah, yeah. exactly yeah no it, elaine it crazy is the right word because you've got no protection during this time so during this time when you've went essentially silent on your creditors they haven't went silent on you so they're going to call you they're going to call you from 7 a.m to 10 p.m they might even call you at work even though they're not supposed to they're going to be harassing you like crazy to try to get some payment on this debt and here's hoping that's as bad as it gets, but they can actually take the next step of taking legal action against you to force you to pay the debts. So what are the key words or the clues to know that this is a the wrong organization or the wrong company to sign up with? You know, the number one thing, Elaine, is you should never have to pay any money until you know the result that you're going to get. So if you ever have to pay an upfront fee to get help with your debts, that's a huge warning sign. You should be running the other way. Anybody that's legitimate is going to work things out before 
beforehand and then be very transparent about any fee. So never pay an upfront fee. That's the number one thing. That's a really that's a really good clue because I can see I can see somebody going in the person or talking to them on the phone. They say, oh, yeah, we'll be able to do this, this and this. And it'll only cost you fifty dollars mm-hmm. for this first session. And then I send them my fifty dollars yeah. and then I'm no better off. Yeah, and that that's completely true, Elaine. What what also is a case is you've got no recourse at the end of the day. Um, you know, especially if it's a U.S. based company. You know, good luck on getting any of your money back when they don't deliver. It's usually not an if; it's more more of a when. Um, even if it's a Canada based company, quite often these are again operating out of province. It's very difficult to find a local business in B.C. that you could go and you know knock on their door and say, "Hey, I've been treated unfairly." Most of the debt settlement companies, again, they're online, they're over the phone, they're people that you've got. No means to you know essentially get your money back if things do go wrong. So uh, let's go back to that for a second. Are there no rules and regulations governing? So a U.S. company mm-hmm. online, so it's not bricks and mortar. They haven't set up an office as such, but they can still access you mm-hmm. through social media or whatever. Um, how, do, does British Columbia not have any rules and, and regulations about that? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. We've got some regulations. It took a long time for them to come into place. So it's only about the last year and a half. There's been Holy. some protection. Yeah, it's it's it really is the Wild West. And um, Alberta led the way years ago. So about five years ago when this started to happen and we were seeing clients getting exploited, the Alberta government basically outlawed debt settlement. OK, now, Ontario government did something very similar. They forced them to register as collection agents, which now that they, they regulate um, in B.C., Consumer Protection B.C. has started to put some oversight. But I haven't seen that it's had a, a huge effect on the market. I've still seen that people are falling prey to these advertisements, these offers, because quite often when people are looking for this type of a solution, they're feeling ashamed. You know, they're Googling these options at 11 or 12 o'clock at night. They're not looking for advice from people in their friends or family or their network that they trust. So quite often they're not even aware of any of these regulations. And until and unless somebody actually makes a complaint and gets Consumer Protection BC involved, well, they're not able to stop conduct that they don't necessarily know about. And that's a big ask. Mm -hmm. If, If you're in debt and you're needing some assistance, and you think you found some and it's not what you wanted or expected and now you owe them money to then have the onus on you to complain about this. I mean, that's just adding more, more pressure and more stress and that's brutal. Oh, yeah. And for the most part, you already feel bad about your debt situation. Now you feel even worse because you feel like you've been taken and, you know, perhaps you think you should have known better. And yeah, feel like an idiot. Yeah, right. Well, and, you know, it's it's not necessarily the case. It's, it's no. the case that there's a lot of marketing out there that can look very slick and a lot of it can look very similar to what the legitimate options are. So you really have to, you know, have your, your skeptics hat on, you know, your buyer beware hat on saying, you know, here are the key questions that I need to know. Is this somebody that's licensed and regulated within the province where I reside. If it's debt settlement, you know, in general, they're not going to be in the province where you reside. Is it somebody that's going to charge me an upfront fee? As we talked about, you should never have to pay to figure out how to solve your debt problem. Okay. So the difference between them and someone like yourself with Sands mm-hmm. and Associates, you 
you obviously don't operate the same way. Right. So right off the bat, so when you're dealing with a trustee, there's only about 100 trustees in all of BC, about 1,000 in Canada. So it's a very, very specialized legal professional. And the big difference is I can guarantee results, okay? By virtue of me being involved as a trustee, I can use the law to protect clients. So as soon as you start dealing with Sands and Associates or with a trustee, um, you don't have to deal with collection calls. By law, we put a stop to those. Okay. So again, let's go back to the to the person who's late at night and looking for some help. We you talked about the fee up front. Mm-hmm. Um is there a place that I can go? Is there a website or a body that I can go to to check a place out before I sign on? Yeah, definitely. So if you go to Industry Canada, um, they have a list of all of the licensed insolvency trustees in Canada. And the really key thing, Elaine, all you need to know out of that whole sentence is licensed insolvency trustee. So that's a new term. Um, Previous to this year, uh, folks such as myself were required to call ourselves trustees in bankruptcy. And it's kind of a scary term. So the government changed the law this year to call it a licensed insolvency trustee. If you put licensed insolvency trustee into Google, any professional that is an LIT is going to be qualified to help you. Every one of those trustees will give you a free consultation. We'll explain to you all the options that are available to you. Um, you know, we're very extensive within BC, but all across the country, there are trustees that are very, very capable. Now, it's not like you guys do this for free, but mm-hmm. I think the key is, again, what you had said earlier about uh, the warning signs. If, if somebody's asking you for money up front for their help, uh, that's something that you don't do. Mm-hmm. Sands and Associates doesn't you let's talk about that process how does it work with you guys yeah so any money that you ever pay to a trustee it's all governed by law it's governed by a tariff and everything goes into a trust account which there's a huge amount of regulations when you're holding funds in in trust as i'm sure people can imagine so if someone comes in and they need to file for bankruptcy the amount that they have to pay back is totally driven by their income if someone is low income they pay very little back based on their income usually it's about two hundred dollars a month over a nine-month period. If somebody is not low income, well, then they've got to pay more based on their income, but they don't pay any fees to the trustee. They pay fees basically to administer either a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal estate. The trustee gets paid out of that, and the trustee will never give you a separate bill saying for my professional advice, you know, consulting or things like that. Whatever you pay is what the law says you have to pay. Okay, let's go back to that one more time because it's Mm -hmm. really important information. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a low-income earner and I'm up to my neck Mm -hmm. in debt... How does that, what kind of money am I expected to pay or, or possibly expected to pay? Yeah, so, to so get two, out of it? two scenarios, and it, it's pretty straightforward. So it's a case you know you can't pay off the full amount of the debt. So we'll, we'll knock that off. That's just not going to be possible. You're making payments you know, for the next 50 years, which isn't good for anybody. Right. So we try to think okay, could you offer a proposal on the debt? And normally for a proposal, you have to offer about, of the thir- about a third of the debt back payable over a five year period. A third yeah. of the debt? Mm-hmm. Wow. So a proposal is huge, right? Most people don't know that that exists, but without going into bankruptcy, stop all the interest, write the debt down by two thirds. Can you pay off that reduced amount? If the answer is yes, well, then that's what your payment would be. If it was $20,000, for example, which we see, you know, every day of the week, probably that could be reduced down to six or $7,000. And that's, and there's a very specific period of time that that gets paid off, correct? Yeah. It's a maximum of five years. It's as quick as you're able to do it. So if you're able to make extra payments, great. But if it was $6,000, you know, pay at $100 a month over a five-year period would be an option. 
So that would be for someone who's low income who yes. doesn't want to go into bankruptcy. That's one way. Um, if they're low income and they end up having to file for bankruptcy, normally it's over a nine month period and they pay a flat fee of roughly $200 per month. Okay. So if I'm a higher income earner mm-hmm. and my debt is more than $20,000, let us say it's $50,000, how does, how does that work? You know, usually we start at about the third metric as well. And it all depends on a number of factors. Mm-hmm. You know, are there medical conditions? How many people are in the household family size? their child support payments to be made, we have to figure out what's reasonably can the household afford. Usually about a third to half is reasonable on a consumer proposal. On a bankruptcy, there's a whole other calculation that's based on you reporting your income, and I know we can go into that in, sure. in a later segment. Right. But I think that uh, what's something to pay attention to if you if you f- have found yourself in this kind of situation, if the person that you're talking to isn't asking you the questions that Blair just talked about, uh, then that should be a huge red flag especially being an organization, a company like Sands & Associates, that could take your debt of $20,000 and boil it down to six and have a plan. I mean, those are key things Mm -hmm. to be looking for, for, for help, if you're needing help in getting out of debt. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Okay. Uh, It's great. It's called debt settlement, something that if you haven't learned about it, you need to. If you're thinking about ways of getting out of debt, uh, there's there's lots of good information. Uh, You can start with sands-trustee.com as the website to check your free consultation with one of the experts at Sands & Associates. Start living a debt-free life. Sands & Associates has 15 offices in the Lower Mainland and Victoria on Vancouver Island. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services we talk about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com. Or you can call 1-800-661-3030 for a free consultation to find an office near you. Joining us on the show right now is Christy Rosling, owner and principal planner of Umbrella Events. Now, since starting her company, Christy has over six years of experience as a wedding and event planner. And her company caters to clients all over the Lower Mainland and specializes in LGBT weddings and events. Hello, Christy. Hi, Thanks for joining us. I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, being a wedding planner, and I, uh, you know, know a bunch of people whose kids are getting married, whose young people are getting married. There's always trends. What's the what's the latest trend right now for weddings? Oh, my gosh, that's really hard to say. Florals are always a really big trend. I'd say that's pretty on point right now. Um, Photo booths. We'll never get old. That's still a trend. Right. Um, yeah, God, there's so many. And it really varies depending on the client and what they want um, for their wedding. I personally encourage clients to be as unique as possible. So I try not to pay too much attention to trends because it really just depends on what the client wants. And I really appreciate when clients want to do something a little different with their wedding. All right. Uh, Christy, what are some of the typical costs or expenses of weddings? So realizing, you know, you can be as unique as, as the individual person, but if for a broad sense, if someone is, is sitting here sure. trying to understand the financial impact of a wedding, what are some of the, the broader costs they've got to consider? For sure. Well, for any wedding, of course, you need a venue, um, something for both your ceremony and reception. You also want to feed your guests. So you're going to come across catering costs, um, staffing costs with the catering company. 
Um, I always recommend and almost insist that you have a photographer because you need memories of your day. Um, so those are definitely standard costs that any couple would come across. Um, almost everything else can almost be a variable. Um, but it's definitely a good idea, I think, too, if you have it in your budget, hire a videographer, just because I think there's, you know, magical moments that happen at events that you don't um, typically know are going to happen, but would be really good to have on video after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a good idea to have a DJ as opposed to doing an iPod or something like that yourself. Um, they can really read your crowd and keep the party going. So I think it's a good thing to have. Um, entertainment is also a fun thing to have. Like I mentioned before, a photo booth is a, is a good thing to have. Um, but other entertainment as well, and there's lots of possibilities for that. Um, I also think it's a really good idea for clients to consider having not even necessarily a wedding planner. A lot of brides and couples in general have um, the time and ability to plan their wedding themselves, but hiring a coordinator to, you know, someone that knows everything about your wedding on the wedding day that can answer all your vendors' questions and make sure that you're you're not working on your wedding day, you're just getting married, um, is also a good idea. Uh, That was a bit of a long-winded answer. No, uh, (laughs) it was a a great answer, Christy, because you covered a whole lot of areas. One of the key words that you used, too, was budget. How do you even begin to budget for a wedding? Figure out, uh, you know, how big or small your wedding's going to be and then come up with some sort of cost associated with it. How do you do that? It's a little bit hard and it's tricky to say um, exactly how to do that because everybody's wedding is going to be different. Um, so, I mean, the average budget, I would say, to, to estimated for a, a wedding in Vancouver would be at least $30,000 to hire all the vendors that you need um, to take care of your day. Um, you can definitely do a wedding for less than that and you can definitely do a wedding for a lot more than that. But I'd say um, that's kind of a healthy budget um, to have the flexibility to get what you want for your wedding day. Can you break it? Can you even begin to break it down in terms of percentage of that amount of money uh, to spend on the venue, the food? Because I would those to me are like yeah. the two most important pieces, uh, and then and then move down and then move down the list. For sure. Okay. Well, if I was going to throw out a, a percent, I would say you're venues, um, potentially both your ceremony and your reception venue, catering, potentially booze, if you're covering even a portion of that, is probably going to hover around 40% of your budget. Um, And that would, of course, depend on the location that you're getting married um, and whether, you know, you have the the venue for the entire day or if it's just a portion of a day um, and whether the venue comes with, like, rentals and that kind of thing, because some venues do charge for that as well. So I'd say probably about 40% of that. I'd say your next big expense, and I'm not sure what percentage it would be exactly, but would be your photographer. Um, I I think photographers would probably average for a good run around $4,000. So that would probably be your next big cost, but definitely something you want to be sure to invest in and make sure you've hired a good one for your wedding. Um, And that's a little bit hard to do because there's a lot of photographers in Vancouver, so you really have to do a lot of research. Um, you could probably spend that much on a wedding planner as well. And I mean, hiring a wedding planner is such a great idea just because they're able to, you know, solve problems that haven't even happened yet um, that you would potentially make throughout your wedding planning process that would end up costing you money, um, you know, extra money before your wedding day. So those would be your main costs. A videographer can be a little bit costly as well, but like I said before, great idea if you can have a budget for it. Um, 
depending on the decor that you want to, that could also be a, a healthy portion of your budget. Florals especially can end up costing quite a bit of money. Um, but besides that, everything else is kind of reasonably priced at say, you know, DJs and hair and makeup, transportation are all kind of on the lower end of that um, spectrum and would have less of a percentage of your budget. Um, yeah, I think that would be that would pretty much cover your wedding. Christy, are, are there any kind of hidden or lesser known costs that you find with um, some of your clients? Maybe they get get a shock at the end of the day. Well, that really wasn't in the budget. We didn't anticipate it. But from your experience, you've seen, well, this kind of does happen. So are there some of the hidden lesser known costs people should be aware of? Sure, definitely. I'd say even um, if you're going to look into a venue, it has a price tag on it, but you don't know a lot of the fees that are associated with that that aren't necessarily presented right away. Um, Things like if you need insurance for that venue, SOCAN fees. If you're paying for staff to staff the venue, you're also paying gratuities to the servers that are working at your wedding and all that kind of stuff. So those are definitely expenses that you don't normally see up front. And that could add um, up to something significant if it's, you know, gratuity, staff, or, you know, quite quite a number of folks, right? Absolutely. If yeah. you're paying, um, you know, say, say for example, it was $60 a person for, for a dinner, you're probably paying 18% gratuity on top of that. So if you have 100 people, you're paying $6,000 for the food alone. You're also probably going to get some, you know, appetizers. Hopefully you're getting a late night snack because that's always a good idea. But you definitely are paying for that in addition to um, the staff. You're also paying them gratuity. It usually hovers around 18%. So that's a bit of a hidden cost as well. I was yeah. thinking too, Christy, as you as one starts to research and find venues and caterers and all those kinds of things, are there some key words or key things to look for when you're looking for an uh, let's say a venue, for example, that will give you a better idea of what it's going to cost at the end of the day? Uh, definitely. I mean, when you're just searching for venues and browsing around the internet, you probably won't um, realize all of those fees. But once you've kind of decided on maybe even a couple venues that you're going to consider, it's always a good idea to ask them for a quote. Um, at that point, you can give them your estimated guest count and what you're kind of anticipating um, providing for them, whether it's you know the food, whether you're going to cover the bar, um, whether there's going to be dancing there, um, which would incur the music fees. Um, whether you need insurance, um, they would be able to, at that point, provide you a quote to consider the full amount of the of the venue before you actually commit to it. A little bit of the work that I did with a, a relative looking for a wedding venue is just going and meeting the person who's in charge of the venue, taking yeah. a look at it. And I found that that was super helpful in terms of finding out a bit more of what I might need as a result. That's always a great idea. Once you've narrowed down your search a little bit, to actually go and put your eyes on the venue so you can visualize the event in there is always a good idea. And when you're meeting with the venue coordinator, they'll be able to answer any question that you have and provide you all that information. So it's definitely a good idea once you've narrowed down your search a little bit to go and see the venue. That's very important, I think. That's great, Christy. We've been talking with Christy Rosling. Her website, www.umbrellaevents.ca. She's owner and principal planner of Umbrella Events. Of course, uh, uh, expert in wedding and event planning. Thank you so much for joining us today, Christy. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Blair Manton with Sands & Associates. I'm Elaine Scollin. The show is called Dollars and Cents. Sands & Associates, experts in helping you get out of debt. For more information on any of the services we've talked about, go to the website, sands-trustee.com for more information.
You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services we've talked about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com or call 1-800-661-3030 for a free consultation and to find an office near you. Joining us on the show right now is Marsha, former client of Sands & Associates. Hello, Marsha. Hi there. How are you doing? We're good. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah, Marcia, it, it's Blair. Now, you and I work together, so obviously I, I know a bunch of the background here, but mm-hmm. for the benefit of the listeners, can you give me um, some background on the situation that brought you to Sands & Associates? Um, how did you reach out for help and what really drove that decision? Okay, um, it's sure, definitely. You know, I I realize now that what caused me to reach out is something that kind of happens to a lot of us, but, uh, you know, I'd fallen into a rut. Um, of literally living beyond my means um, and my income. I knew it was getting crazy, but I didn't have any clue how to get out of it. Um, I had a nest egg that I'd built up after I sold my house, and I I moved, and I was um, slowly, you know, with rent and with life and everything going on, I was eating into that nest egg as opposed to, Staying, uh, you know, within the budget of what I was earning, and and it. And, and Marcia, where, where did yeah. you move from? Um, I moved from Cranbrook <laughs> to mm-hmm. Vancouver. So a big difference in the costs, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And although I'm from the Lower Mainland, and my job was fantastic, I just we were stuck in a situation. When I came into town, I had a place to live, and we had a situation set up that was perfect for us and then something happened and it fell through so we kind of had to scramble and in that scramble I took the closest place to where I was working and didn't even consider all the other things that would have been part of you know living downtown so it definitely um it definitely opened my eyes quickly but I got so drowning so fast and I had no one to talk to about it um it was it was it was just like a cycle. It was a cycle upon cycle. And I didn't even realize I'd fallen so far into it until I realized that I had, you know, credit card to pay a credit card to pay a credit card to pay a credit card. Pay a credit card. Yeah. And my consumer debt was just mounting without any any end to it. And that, that led to things like, you know, anxiety and definitely stress going on in my life. And, um, you know, a fearfulness that uh, I hadn't really experienced in a long while, right? I, I'd worked hard to get myself where I was. And then all of a sudden I realized I was back where I was previously in another time in my life. And the shame that kind of hit me was just huge. Like I, I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I didn't want to let anybody in my life know that, you know, I didn't have a handle on my financial situation. And I think that that's a real common place for us to be in uh, because handling our lives financially is kind of hand in hand with being an adult. And I was definitely not in the place where that was going on realistically in my life. And and it wasn't changing it because we, you spend, you go out to eat, you buy groceries, you, you, you do things period. And, and they all cost money. And if you're not, if you don't have a grasp on that, um, and, and a good budgeting sense and, and, you know, know what to do with it when you get it, it, it's a really hard place to be in. And I just kind of, I hit a wall. Um, and I did the things I needed to do 
to uh, take care of the finances and my situation as best I could. I moved out of Vancouver into the Fraser Valley. But Marcia, before you, before you go on, yeah. I just want to ask you a question. How mm-hmm. long did that process take? How long did you sort of uh, muck about and and then realize that you were in a in a situation that you needed some help? How how many days or months or what it, oh, did it, it take? Years. It, it was a full 18 months. 18 months. <laughs> yeah, it was a full 18 months. I ran my lease, and then I ran my lease six months past. It was truly the final six months of when my lease expired and I released that I was like, oh, goodness, I needed to make a change. Uh, it was that long, though. So, yeah, about 18 months before the realization of what kind of mess I was in really became real. And how long did it take you between when you realized to then get a hold of Blair and and get some help with it? Probably about four or five months, which is funny, but my path to Sands and Associates and to Blair went down a sad but uh, very, I think, still common thing that I didn't know about Sands and Associates at that time. I didn't even know about uh, consumer proposals or um, debt consolidation or anything like that, right? I I saw an ad, because I transited when I worked downtown, on a bus, in the bus stations, on the at the SkyTrain stations. I saw an ad about, you know, if you're drowning in you know, if things are going crazy and everything's going bad, call this number and they'll help you. Well, I had reached a point of desperation where I was like, okay, I'm going to call, but I still wasn't going to tell anybody. Yeah. And, and, and Marcia, that, that's just completely consistent with the, the clients that we see day in and day out. And I'm so yeah. pleased that you're, you're sharing your experience because it's about two years, it seems, that, you know, yeah. people, they, they really, like using your words, said, you know, they were ashamed, they were stressed, you know, they were carrying it all on themselves, but they're reaching out for help. They start, start to feel better pretty quick, at least that's my, my experience. I wonder if you if you can share a bit for the listeners. You you filed a consumer proposal. I wonder if you can just kind of describe what that was like, what it did for you. Oh, that was when when I found you guys. When I found Sans and Associates, that was it was like finally taking that deep breath, <laughs> and I stopped waiting for that other shoe to drop. Um, I had such a great experience from the moment I walked in, and you know, I had somebody tell me that. It's all going to be okay. (laughs) You know, the calls are going to stop. We're going to, we're going to get you, uh, get the situation under control. They were going to reach out to the debtors and, and and the creditors uh, and be able to make an arrangement for me to put it all together and make a payment that was reasonable because that was the biggest thing is there was no way to complete all the payments to everybody all the time. And um, that was the cycle of it. And all of a sudden I got to Sands and Associates. I filed this consumer proposal and it was so simple Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was so quick. That was the thing. I literally was in there and then within a week, all the paperwork was ready to go and all of a sudden, I could start living life again without. Mar- yep, Marcia, I'm wondering what did that do in, in terms of your your payments? So you know, you said that the minimum payments um, before were more than you, you could afford. I think you said it was mm-hmm. you know more than your your salary. What did the proposal do? That gave you a payment you could afford. Do you remember kind of ballpark numbers? Oh yeah, um, I my payments went from literally eight or nine hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. down to one hundred and twenty five. Wow, that that big, right? 
Yeah, that yeah. was huge. And it was distributed. It, I didn't have to take care of the distribution of it. I didn't have to take care of contacting to make these arrangements. The skill set that is available at Sands & Associate to reach out to these people in a way that they respond to, because that's something I learned. The people, the debt I had, they were not responsive until... Sands and Associate came. I came on board with this consumer proposal project and went ahead and and allowed them to do the mediating for me. Uh, it took it from more than you know a mortgage payment down to something that is easily paid monthly. That's that's excellent, Marcia. I'm wondering about you know your, your experience now. You know, has there been an impact on your financial habits, on, on your attitudes? Um, you know, as part of the consumer proposal process, there's two financial counseling sessions. You know, we, mm-hmm. we hope as practitioners that those you know that they, they take take form and you know they, they really do do lead to some change behaviors. I wonder if you can give a sense of where are you now. You know what? They were really great tools. They provided me first the first appointment I had. Uh, it was all about. You know, facing your debt, because that's something that you tend to do when you get uh, out of control. And it talked to me about, you know, dealing with things immediately. I stopped uh, letting things go. And now by habit, I do that. If something comes up and there's some something coming up, then and it's I'm not going to be able to, to make a payment or if there's uh, anything in the world, because you never know what's going to come up. I deal with it right away. I don't go ahead and wait. I I reach out to where it's concerned. And that less and less does that even happen anymore in my life. The other thing that happened was it taught me the tools of budgeting, as well as budgeting for things that you don't even think about. Like I have some stretch goals that I set out at my second appointment um, for something great to be coming up in my future. And that was exciting to realize that in the midst of all this, they taught me a way to find um, something to look forward to some kind of a hope, right? And that was the most important thing for me was having hope that this wasn't the end. And it was just the beginning to start with tools of, you know, being aware of the little spending, being aware of what has to be paid monthly, and then, you know, setting away money for something great that you want to do in your life, (laughs) as opposed to just thinking it's always going out, it's going out, it's going out, and never thinking that anything was ever going to be positive again about the financial situation. Yeah, Marcia, you've got us in in the studio here just, you know, grinning ear to ear, because this is exactly, (laughs) you know, why I do this work, you know, the the transformation that you've had. I just know that this happens day in and day out with with clients who are on consumer proposals or or even personal bankruptcies. You know, it's life-changing, getting getting rid Mm -hmm. of your debt. Um, I wonder if you have any words of advice for others who might be in a similar position to what you face, Marcia? I definitely do. And, you know, you're going to hear me say this, and I know it can take some time, but don't be afraid to just make that call. Sometimes the thing that stops us is we just don't know. And that is, that is what I learned most out of this. You know, reach out to somebody else. Sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger who knows what they're talking about than it is to the closest people to you. So don't let that fear or that shame or that worry that, you know, you're just, they're going to look at you and say, how could you have messed up? Because that's not what happens. You know, they talked to me, they treated me like an adult, they were professional, they were so respectful of everything I was going through. It was the best thing I ever did. So, you know, if you cannot wait for two years before you go in and get help, that would be the best thing. But even if you're still at that point where you've waited and you feel like you're against a wall, reach out. Uh, This was probably one of the best things that I ever did was when I decided to go ahead with a consumer proposal and do it the right way. 
Marcia, such great advice for folks that uh, uh, are in the same situation that you were in. We appreciate you talking with us today so much. Thank you very much. I really appreciated sharing my my story with you guys. Marsha is a previous client of Sands & Associates who chose to file a consumer proposal a few years ago, and it's made a world of difference. You're listening to Blair Manton with Sands & Associates. I'm Elaine Scollin. The show is called Dollars and Cents, Sands & Associates experts in helping you get out of debt. For more information on any of the services we've talked about, go to the website sands-trustee.com for more information. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, experts in helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services that we talk about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com or you can call 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you and make an appointment for a free consultation. On the line with us right now is Terrence and... uh, Terrence is a former client of Sands and Associates, uh, and uh, you said a, you said a lovely thing before we started, Terrence, about uh, um, just appreciating the work that Sands and Associates did for you. Yeah, I certainly do appreciate them a lot, Elaine. It's lovely. Go ahead, Blair. Great. Well, th- thank you, Terrence. Thank you for joining us and for having um, you know the, the courage to, to come forward and, and to tell your story because I know there are so many people who are struggling, who are facing similar situations to what you faced. You faced it head on and, and came out the the other side better off for it. Um, and I've always been impressed, Terrence, that you, you're happy to share that experience. So I wonder if we could start. Can you just give us a little bit of background about the situation? You know, what was your life like before you, you reached out for? help to us? How did you know that you, you needed the help of Sands & Associates? Well, you know, Blair, it, it was I was just like the average person, working my way through life and paying my bills and everything was going along smooth. And then, by chance, I won a considerable amount of money. Hmm. I, I tried some investments, and not being what one would call a good money handler, I made some pretty bad mistakes. I, I allowed myself to falsely think that somehow things would just work out. And somehow all would be well. And that was just wishful thinking, Blair, on my part. I really needed some advice and some help. And so that's why I reached out. Uh, I made the mistake of trying to recuperate my losses, and that led me to living off credit cards and putting off paying some current debts. One day, I had the shock of my life and a real stopping moment. I saw for the first time the small print on one of my credit cards, statements that read, if you make only the required minimum payment, it'll take you 26 years to pay off this card. (laughs) Larry, you can imagine the shock I got. And Terrence, I don't mean to to date you, but do you mind giving a sense of your age at this point? Hopefully there's 26 years there. Well, Well, I was actually 70, 76 years old. Right. And so I thought, well, wait a minute, I may or may not get this paid off before I leave, so I better look into something. Right. And and the amount was not in the hundreds of thousands of dollars either. That's what really shocked me. And I thought the amount was manageable, uh, except it would take so long to pay it off. Then along came a a late night TV show about bankruptcy. And the person being interviewed was a money manager, a multimillionaire, who had made some poor choices and wanted to let folks know that there was no shame 
um, in these poor choices and no embarrassment in filing bankruptcy. And Blair, that's when I sat up. And this person had said, you know, mistakes happen with a lot of folks. And some poor times, poor choices are made. Well, I dropped my shame. I dropped my embarrassment. I squared my shoulders and I decided to seek some help. Right. And, and that's great, Terrence, And that, you know, the stigma that we have for individuals in debt, you know, for so long, I've been frustrated that we don't think necessarily a corporation is bad because they've had to restructure, you know, Air Canada, who's restructured a number of times. We don't think they're a bad company, but individually, we tend to put a lot of stigma on ourselves that we're a bad person if, if we can't always pay our debts back in full. It's true. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, oh not, not at all, Terrence. I wonder if you if you could to kind of bring us along on that journey, because I think it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, so you've reached out to, to make the call. What, what happened from there? Well, I, I had to seek out some folks that um, had filed bankruptcy, and I, I was looking for a company with a good reputation. I, I, you know, you, you get a little nervous about these things. Um, so I finally wound up uh, calling your company, Sands & Associates. What was amazing to me, Blair, was how well I was received. I, I met with a representative uh, who made me feel so warm and friendly um, uh, she was a friendly and warm person. It made me feel really welcome. Uh, she put me in a frame of mind of feeling absolutely no embarrassment at filing bankruptcy, regardless of what age. She walked me through the process with care and kindness. And Blair, the moment I agreed to the terms, which, by the way, were very uncomplicated and very simple to understand, I felt a tremendous relief. The 26 years to pay off that one credit card debt vanished the moment I put my signature to paper and agreed to the terms of bankruptcy, as outlined, by the way, Blair, by the government and its legal process, and was handled by experts in the field of financial advice and recuperation, and that was your company. And what, what did you think you were walking into, Terrence? I'm curious, because I know people are, you know, they really, they beat themselves up and they delay making the call because I think they're worried they're going to come in and feel judged or, or things like that. What what were you imagining for that meeting? Because I can that, tell it exceeded your expectations, but what were really those expectations? Yeah. yeah, it really did exceed it because I felt exactly what you're saying. We have this cultural thing, you know, the bankruptcy is a no-no and you must be terrible. And it's not, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a, a part of life actually for a lot of people. But this process really, really surprised me, as I was under the impression that filing bankruptcy would be an invasion of my personal life, and the government would be involved, and that process would just take forever. Blair, nothing like that happened. Mm -hmm. The process, process was just about as simple as it gets, and with the help of that financial advisor at Sands & Associates, I started to feel good immediately. Terrence, um, I'm curious, how has that experience impacted your financial habits today? And how are you, you know, how are you doing after going through uh, the bankruptcy? How are things now? Well, you know, Elaine, really well. This experience of filing the bankruptcy and the solid advice and suggestions from the folks at Sands has made me a better money handler. They, they went through all kinds of uh, processes with me, uh, various simple things to do to make things easier to handle money in the future. Can you talk so, a little bit about what those things were, Terrence? Yep. Or what they you do? Just, they, were, they would have forms that they t gave me to take home to read, and I would read them, and they would be just suggestions on, or I might call them good ideas, 
on what to do and how to handle your money, uh, making budgets, what to put aside, how much to put aside, how to prepare for the future, and on all of those things. And so what they did, they gave me, I, I think, like a financial freedom. And that's why I have to thank some of the experts uh, from your place over there and from the professional field. And I would say this to anyone in a difficult money situation, if I may, Elaine and Blair, this is what I would say. Don't wait another day. Pick up the telephone, make that call to Sands and Associates, and set the ball rolling to a happy, secure, and future-free of financial torment. I went through it. I know how bad it is, but I also realize now how easy it was and how good it it, it feels good. And I would say to those folks, let your financial problems of today be your victory of tomorrow. <laughs> let Sands and Associates be the springboard that catapults you into a victory of financial happiness and freedom. And forgive me for going on. You know I like to write, so I, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a kind, of, kind of a wordy person. You're pretty eloquent, Terrence, I have to admit. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I do get a little wordy, but my, my heart knows there's just no limit to the joy I have in my life now because of what Sands & Associates did for me. And I'm not saying that because you are Sands & Associates and I'm on the radio with you. I'm saying that because that's a personal, happy, joyful feeling inside of me that I'm happy to share with anybody that's having a problem. Terrence, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Dollars and Cents uh, with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. Get a financial fresh start, just like Terrence did, by calling 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. Thank you again, Terrence. You're more than welcome, and it was nice speaking with both of you. You're listening to Blair Manton with Sands & Associates. I'm Elaine Scollin. The show is called Dollars and Cents, Sands & Associates experts in helping you get out of debt. For more information on any of the services we've talked about, go to the website, sands-trustee.com for more information. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.